0: I'm Jordan Ferguson
1: and I'm Kate McKinnon
0: and you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two friends sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson.
1: And my name is Caitlin McKinnon.
0: And there are so <laughs> many ways you can listen to the Geek Down Podcast, first and foremost of which is soundcloud.com slash geekdownpod for the time being. Hopefully.
1: Hopefully. Have we heard any more about that?
0: No. They, they, oddly enough, they don't keep me updated. <laughs> Oh, that's so weird. They don't write me directly on their their financial forecast. It's rude, frankly. Uh, Very rude. I don't enjoy it. But until we find out otherwise, that's where we'll be. You can listen to all of our archives there. And you can also uh, hit a follow button on there, which will let you know every time a new episode goes live. If that is too much work. Way too much work. We have another option for you. While you're at that SoundCloud page, you will hit a button that says subscribe, which will take you to Apple Podcasts.
1: Apple Podcasts.
0: I don't have a drop for that.
1: I just did it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I spent all this money on this board. And I just got to have Caitlin doing my drops.
1: <sighs> I, hey, you can talk to me about it.
0: I just got hit with the wow effect.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: Wow. Once you go to Apple Podcasts, you'll see another button that says subscribe. And if you hit that, that's it. That's all you have to do. That's it.
1: That's everything.
0: Episodes just come to you. How do you get there? Is it magic? Kind of. Probably. Sort of. Basically. Elven magic. Absolutely. Elvin or Elfin? Break that down for me. Elvin. Etymologist. Elvin. Elvin? Yeah. What's Elfin?
1: That is a thing. Elfin is not a thing.
0: E-L-F-I-N?
1: Elfin? No. We're
0: gonna, oh man, we're going to look into this. But it's either way, it's Elvin magic brought to you, visited upon you. But Sir Chauncey the III.
1: It's the tree song. The tree song. The tree song? Yeah.
0: What's the tree song?
1: It's where all elephant magic comes from.
0: Okay. Roll, rolling deep over here. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to know that Caitlin can hear the drops this week.
1: Because I'm monitoring? Is that what they call it?
0: Well, just listening. Caitlin has finally decided to wear earphones.
1: Yeah. It's weird because it's a second after I talk. Oh, is it? Like a... Like, maybe even half a second. Like, it's not an echo, but it kind of is. Um, So, but I can hear, like, all the breathing and the knocking and everything. And I'm like, oh, wow, that does suck. Yeah, so I'm listening this week, and uh, it's weird. And I can hear all the drops, and I can hear every time one of us knocks a table or or a bird tweets or the microwave goes off or whatever um so it's an interesting experience i'm
0: not gonna say what i hear because then whoever's listening will just zero in on it and not be able to not hear it and i don't want to do that to you listeners
1: no we, we don't want to do that to you it is weird because as usual i'm like i'm so high-pitched i thought i had such a sultry lustrous voice and i just sound like a 15 year old
0: uh basic white bitch i believe is how you phrased it last uh, yes week.
1: yes uh, i sound like a basic white bitch
0: Said so that about herself
1: yeah, I don't. I don't, hey, I don't
0: agree. I don't agree with it one way or the other.
1: Can we segue? Can we talk about some basic white bitchness?
0: Oh my god! Be- before the socials.
1: Before the socials. All
0: right, have at it.
1: Because I'm gonna forget, and then I'm gonna leave, and I'm gonna be really <laughs> sad. <laughs> so, Starbucks.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> basically white bitch as you can get.
1: I, that's all I had to say, and we're done. No, um. Starbucks has a new series of drinks. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, I can't do this. (laughs) Sorry. At least not while I'm telling the story. God damn it. So Starbucks has this new series of drinks and it, they're like the chai tea lattes. And I love this. Basically the only thing I get at Starbucks um, is the chai tea latte. Mm -hmm. um, Because it's one of the only places that has soy milk and makes chai tea lattes. So, and they're the most, around like there's not second cups on every corner so i'd go there instead but i can't anyways they have these new um chai tea lattes and there's a whole bunch of different ones and one of them is it's rose something it's like summer rose or rose petal or something
0: i wonder if this is a take on the cherry blossom drinks they usually have this time of year in the japanese market
1: possibly there's a whole um series of them but one of them is the rose one and you can get it with um -hmm. I don't know how to say it. That's how I always say it. Roy Bus. You can yell at me on the internet. We'll type with the socials in a second. Just calm down. Anyways, it was, it blew my fucking mind. Wow. I can hear that. I just got a wow. (laughs) Um, It did. It was so good. Probably partially, it was so good. It was because I've been trying to get the drink for three days because, and I'm calling you out, Mohawk College. Shots
0: fired! Yeah,
1: Shots fired! I have asked them in front of a huge assemblage of people from the college, so extra embarrassing. I've asked them like three times to please get soy milk in oh. the college at the like Tim Hortons because mm-hmm. the only place that has is the Starbucks, and the Starbucks runs out. Guess who doesn't get a fancy drink to make her week better? Because it was kind of stressful. Caitlin, Caitlin McKinnon, yeah, Caitlin can't, and Caitlin's sad. Do we want Caitlin sad? No, we don't. So. Mohawk College, mm-hmm. please, for goodness sake, get some soy milk up in that place. Yeah. I can't be the only person who is either vegan, lactose intolerant, or or can't have dairy.
0: I was going to say, it's odd that a college campus of all places would not have, forgive the phrasing, all the snowflake accommodations, right? All your, all your allergies, all your yeah. needs. They, they
1: do gl- gluten-free stuff all the time. You think you, I could get a tea with, with soy milk in it? No. If I go to Starbucks, I have to, I wait in the Starbucks line, and I say, hey, can I get this thing? Oh, can I please get this soy milk? And they go, oh, sorry. We don't have soy milk. And that happened two days in a row, and I was so sad. And every time, I felt like I was being crushed.
0: Well, you're on notice. Yeah. Mohawk College Starbucks. Calling you out by name.
1: Now, Why are you so
0: dominant?
1: <laughs> um, I put the headphones back in.
0: <laughs> she, she had to take them out because she was on roll, and she didn't want to. She want to just, trip up.
1: Don't you find it strange listening to yourself be on a roll?
0: Listeners, do you find it strange? <laughs> we have so many ways you can let <laughs> us know that. Very well done. On Twitter, at GeekDownPod. Or on Instagram, at GeekDownPod. Both ways. You can communicate with us yes. on those social networks.
1: You can send us a picture.
0: We don't have a... What was the one? The one that like the cosplayers were up on for like four days and I signed up for it because I have to at least you know squat on my name. Huh? Vero... Vero it was another dying? social network that the cosplayers, especially, were like. Everybody's pissed off at Instagram right now.
1: Why? Because they've
0: gone algorithmic and not chronological, and they've been that oh, way for years. But I like everybody's, hate... everybody's more mad about it now. Yeah,
1: I just I hate when stuff doesn't go chronological. So
0: people it's... like hop up in their stories. Yeah. Basically, just copy pasting their post with like new post written on it because so they have to tell people to go check their actual feeds because it might not show up. That's awesome. I see shit from like the WWE that came up like five days ago. <laughs> um. Anyway. We're not on Vero yet. We are on Gmail. Yeah, we, we, ha- we have a Gmail address. If you would like to co- correspond with us, that's at geekdownpod at gmail.com. Or we have a Facebook group.
1: Which is at www.facebook.com
0: forward slash
1: geekdownpod.
0: Man, Travi was very attacked last week when you just like steamrolled through the socials. Oh. And it's like you were just going to do the whole Facebook address. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: People were upset about that. About doing the
0: back and forth. Travi hit me up on Twitter like, I feel personally attacked right now.
1: <laughs> Heaven for fun, we change anything. Nothing
0: ever changes hey, here.
1: we still get comments about the theme song.
0: <laughs> there are still people who miss the old theme well, Frankly, I still miss the old theme I miss, song. But... I sing
1: it sometimes to myself and I go, what's that song from? Mm-hmm, and I'm like, mm-hmm, oh
0: mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sh- sh- that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's all you get. <laughs> that's, all, that's all we can have.
1: Well, I am sorry, Travis. I will... Attempt um, to not be on a roll again. It's actually pretty easy most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) But I will take extra care this episode.
0: So, not much news this week.
1: There's a lot of opinion pieces about stuff.
0: People have a lot of opinions about things.
1: I don't have any opinions about things, so it's hard for me to read about other people's opinions about things. Because I'm like, really? You feel that opinionated about it? But they do, apparently. Hence the opinion piece part.
0: I have opinions about something, Caitlin.
1: Oh, what do you have opinions about?
0: I'm vexed.
1: Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We all know what happens when Jordan gets vexed. Caitlin, I'm vexed. He's very vexed. I need to
0: have a moment. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, one thing, and then I'm going to try to avoid just like rambling for like 15 minutes. And also, I don't just want you to be my hype man on this.
1: I'm pretty good at it, though. Just being like, Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We can make this like an actual conversation. And you can tell me if I'm crazy or not. Although I don't think I am. This is a show basically about fandoms. Yeah. And things we like.
1: And, and we why don't. we like the things we like or why we don't.
0: Yeah. One thing we cannot stand are people who seem to think that if you don't like a thing a certain way or go about liking a thing a certain way, yeah, you are not allowed to like that thing.
1: That's stupid.
0: Or you should be looked down upon for liking it the way You do. That's very stupid. Also known as gatekeeping. Yes. We do not fucks with gatekeeping. No. On this program.
1: Let everyone in.
0: Exactly. Now, I know what you're saying, friends. You're sitting there and you're going like, Jordan, come on. Weeb tears.
1: If some person came in and was like, I like perfume all of a sudden and they were like talking about it a certain way and...
0: That actually, I'm fine with that. That's the more. That's the more the merrier. Okay. Um, although I will say, I'm getting a lot of suggestive social media posts that look like they might have something to do with the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. So when they kill it, yeah, in two years, and you are like, oh my god, who are they? I will be screaming in the streets like I told you for five fucking years. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, making shirts that say Jordan was right and just handing them out to people. Um, <laughs> but- no, but like. So the sorry. weeb
1: thing, sorry, you are saying, we, we we don't have problems with people enjoying their fandom their own way, but...
0: But people can say, like, yeah, but you make fun of people who love, like, Kajo and fan service and stuff like that. And, like, listen, I'm going to go out on a limb right here and say, I think that shit actually does damage. It's, it's That's it, why I look down on it. It's that.
1: toxic. Anything that's toxic we don't like.
0: I don't... And maybe it's not you. Hashtag not all weebs. But there are some out there where this, like, they have a kind of, like worldview as it is view towards women Mm -hmm. and when these shows are just upskirts and tit shots that affirms that Mm -hmm. and i don't think that's a great thing if you just don't like the anime i do if we have a conversation it's like oh i like anime oh i like anime too what do you like cowboy bebop and satoshi khan movies what do you like naruto and my hero academia cool we don't really have a lot to talk about after (laughs) this but keep on doing you like yeah for as much as I, you know, take shots at, P- at My Hero Academia being like a basic bitch anime choice, like you know, do you? I don't care.
1: It's the rose Starbucks tai chi latte, uh, <laughs> chai tea latte of anime.
0: <laughs> My Hero Academia is the Starbucks of of anime right now. So, what does this have to do with anything? We talk about fandoms a lot. I feel like record collecting, yeah, is kind of the ur fandom.
1: What does that mean? What's ur?
0: Like the ultimate. Like the archetypal ultimate fandom. I see. Because it can be literally the worst. Not for like... Well, it can be the worst for like misogyny and shit like that.
1: <laughs> you don't think sure. comic books are... Comics
0: and anime are probably close. But I'm talking about like the... I mean the level of gatekeeping and the level of oh, nose look downery right. that has had. The, the, the resistance to letting people into the club now
1: mm-hmm.
0: is really... Like with vinyl, it's I think it's worse than anything else.
1: Why do you think that is?
0: Um, because if you've ever like looked at a Reddit thread or anything, if you've ever tried to Google like what like turntable to get, yeah, my turntable costs under current pricing conditions like 125 bucks, right. I will go out there and say that, you know, everybody shits on Crosley turntables, Mm -hmm. like the $80 ones you can get at most places. They are not that great. The parts aren't that great. You look at them, they're wobbly. Like, it's just, that's not great. Mm -hmm. I say, spend another $40 and get this one that's, you know, better. Then you have the bros who are like, if you're not spending at least $700 on your turntable, it's bullshit. Why are you bothering? You don't care about records. That's not fair. You don't care about your music. Why do you? Why do you, Why would you even do oh, that?
1: So it's not just a, it's just not just a gatekeeping of ideas. It's a gatekeeping of money. It's it's a it's a monetary gatekeeping. Yes,
0: my opinion is where I'm more in this because of the money I have put into it. Okay. Now, sidebar to this, and this is the thing that's got me so vexed. <laughs> right. Why I'm so. Why am? This week. <laughs> Thank you, Miguel, for that drop. Um, is because... Fuck it. I'm just going to name people. Shots fired! Shots fired! I'm just going to name people out here. Um,
1: hey, I called out Mohawk College. You <laughs> so... out Mohawk
0: College. I'm going to call out Cratery. Okay. Cratery is a Toronto sort of DJ collective. Right. And they are OGs in the scene in Toronto. Yeah. They have been out here for a long-ass time. Mm-hmm. I think it's three DJs. I think it's Dave Sirius... A guy named RC and a guy named uh Wonder K. Right. Those are the three guys in Cratery. They have a they have a podcast where people come on and play kinda of like Rare groove records and stuff like that. And you know, they they and you know I learn a lot from them both from their podcast and their uh and their Instagram account. We're we're mutuals right. on Instagram, so we both
1: follow we both and... follow
0: each other. That's it actually it's actually a good day for me. I felt like I level it felt like I leveled up cool. when I got that follow back from Cratery. One day this week, Cratery posts a photo of what I assume are the three members laughing.
1: Having a good time.
0: (laughs) Having a great old time.
1: It's like when people post that picture of someone beside that billboard being like, this is what listening to a podcast is like. Yes. yes,
0: Laughing. Having a good time. Three friends. Three friends just having a good time. Yeah. And the caption is, when you roll up to Cratery with a bag full of reissues. Now, this fucking incensed me. (laughs)
1: Rage! <laughs> why did it do so
0: because just call it for what it is okay now when we're talking reissues we're talking a couple things here
1: okay
0: I'm gonna tell you what it could be that I agree with and what it ain't right. which is what pisses me off mm-hmm. so reissues just mean a re-release right. when a record gets reissued it's been pressed up and put out again right and this post and the comments therein we're taking shots both at reissues and compilations
1: Okay.
0: Now, people have multiple problems with reissues. One of the re- one of the reasons people, the snobs, have problems with reissues that I will grant begrudgingly, mm-hmm. is when it's a reissue when it's a cash grab, right? By like a major label. Record Store Day is coming up again this
1: yes.
0: year. Wow, that was fast. Um, <laughs> just yesterday, Record Store Day is coming up again. And as such, if you're new to the program, you haven't heard us talk about Record Store Day before. It's basically started as kind of a grassroots initiative to drive foot traffic into independent record stores. Yeah. And how would they do this? Well, small labels, indie labels, archival labels would start doing exclusive releases just to these indie record stores just for Record Store Day. Yeah. As these things go, it has ballooned. The majors have kicked in the door. Mm -hmm. They're like, ooh, a revenue stream. (laughs) The music industry needs as many of those as they can get. So... They have just started flooding the market, especially on record store day. Right, and this is not great for the somewhat fragile, you know, manufacturing infrastructure. Mm-hmm. There are only so many record plants, record pressing plants left in the world, and the strain put on them by record store day, especially, is has been documented at other places. And if you're a giant nerd, I'm sure I can find lots <laughs> of stuff. Sure, for I can, you. sure, I can find think pieces about that. I can throw on the show page. But for the first time ever, I glanced through the, you know, release list for this year's Record Store Day. Yeah. And went, mm-mm. mm-mm. Nothing for me. What? Because if I see one more fucking batch of David Bowie records, yeah. rest in peace, but like how many do we need? Right. They press up like 40 fucking David Bowie singles, live sessions. You know, do I need another, need another copy of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars? No, you don't want to spend 50 bucks on it for like a 180 gram re release when you can go to pretty much any Th- Salvation Army in the world and find it and get it for $5. That's reason one why people have a problem with reissues.
1: Okay, which makes sense. Which I will go, oh,
0: okay, fine. You know, you don't need to spend 40 bucks on a picture disc of Thriller. You can go anywhere and get it for like $10. Right. There, there were literally millions of copies of Thriller made. If you want Thriller, you can get it for next to nothing. So that's reason one. Reason two is some people say they are of inferior manufacturing. Right. Now, if if you're if you're a DJ, sure, maybe that's the case. Maybe it's been pressed from a digital source material, which I mean people say which is, you know, serves no purpose. You're basically fetishizing vinyl at that point. Right. Vinyl works best when it comes from an analog source, if it's coming from, you know, tapes, it's coming from digital files onto vinyl. There's some you know remastering and stuff, that you know, extra engineering that has to go on to actually make it sound better. And if you're a DJ, you want it sounding as best as possible. And I think older vinyl, like the grooves are deeper. They wear out. They don't wear out as fast. And is that true? Um, is it
1: actually true? Somewhat.
0: And I mean, if you're a DJ using what they call a direct drive turntable, which is one that basically like, God, tech talk. <laughs> <laughs> Two types of turntables, belt drive and direct drive. Um, I have a belt drive. That means when it starts... It gears up to 33 RPM because right. of the speed, the amount of speed, the, the rotations per minute that records spin at. Um, a direct drive is like you hit a button and, and bam, it it's immediately at, at 33 Which RPM. Which a DJ would need. Yes. And I have heard that direct drive turntables put a little more wear on your records I just for, just by the nature of their design. So maybe older pressings are are desirable for the DJ crowd. None of that is what we're talking about here, Caitlin. It's not. This is just snobbery. That's what this is. This is people who are pissed off that people like me can come in and just buy the heat rock without having to, you know, spend $300 on it or source it from fucking Poland or some shit.
1: So I'm going to be honest. Hmm. When it comes to vinyl, I don't really understand why. Like, is it a sound thing? What, why what? Why people collect vinyl. I mean, besides obviously being a DJ Mm. and or because just because I know of him pretty well, Jay Dilla, like you're wanting certain sounds and you can find certain music. And especially I could see in like 80s and 90s and even the early 2000s, there's only certain things you could find in vinyl. I could see that totally and completely. Or if you, you know, had your old vinyl player and you thought it was fun. Um, But I don't really understand. I listen to stuff on the internet and I'm like, it's great.
0: As do I as well. And I love me some Spotify. For me, it's twofold. One, I like having the object. You know, I didn't really get a chance for vinyl. Like, I started buying music at the tail end of it. Right. So, spending $30 and walking out of, you know, HMV with a cassette. In a tiny bag, <laughs> yeah. it's the most disappointing thing. Ever. Whereas
1: vinyl, you get something very physical. You
0: walk out with a slab of wax. You, that's like I bought something. That's what this thing is. And also, you can't skip it. You put on that side of vinyl, you are listening to that side of vinyl. You right. are like, so you can't skip ahead. I mean, you can, but it's a pain in the ass. It's easier to just leave it on and listen to it.
1: I remember I had a small uh, toy plastic vinyl player when I was a kid. The Mickey Mouse one? Uh, no, it was not, <laughs> we couldn't afford the Mickey Mouse one. It was like another one, and the discs were like brightly colored, um, and you had to like really like tar- like know where you were going and then put the needle back and mm. then put the needle for it. So yeah, I remember.
0: Um that's what it is for me. I like the experience of like putting it on and I now have to, you know, engage with this top to bottom. I gotta listen to the stinkers and, and the heat rocks. Right. On the record. That's that's appealing. To so
1: me. it becomes like an album experience. Yeah. It's way someone once told me that I had to listen to all the Beatles albums from like their albums like beginning to end you can just listen to songs um so i think it's that's that kind of mentality
0: and yeah and i mean that's probably accurate for somebody like the beatles who put you know a lot of sure i'm sure they put a lot of time and energy into their as they moved into being an album artist which was rare at the time back in the day albums were just you know the singles collected mm-hmm. but the beatles actually made albums and like sequenced them accordingly that's it. You don't need to buy Beatles albums. Uh, (laughs) That's that's been on record before. You don't need to buy Beatles albums. So that's what it is for me. And as such, as has been established on this show repeatedly, I will buy a compilation. I will buy a reissue. Yeah. But like the capital C dash capital D crate digging crowd, like that's an insult. Because you shouldn't be able to have that record unless you have put the work in for it. Unless you've gone to every... Goodwill Salvation Army Indian restaurant basement like wherever That's wherever that's, you could possibly find records.
1: That's not a possibility for everyone.
0: It's not a possibility for everyone and the the implication that like therefore you don't deserve to hear that is just so ridiculous to me and so offensive. I got, you know, nine long boxes in my parents basement of comics. You think I'm going to tell some kid he can't read Dark Knight returns in a trade? The only way he can read Dark Knight Returns or Watchmen, you can't read Watchmen unless you'd like start hitting up conventions and comic shops and buying the original 12 issues. That's the uh, only way re- way you can read Watchmen.
1: Someone the other day, um, we were talking about uh, comic book characters mm. and I have this little on my desk at work. I have uh, Captain Marvel bobblehead. It's one of my like prized possessions. <laughs> yes. Like if I had to grab something when the house is on fire, it'd be like my passport the money hidden in my house and my Captain Marvel bobblehead if it was in my house. But it's not. It's on my desk at work, which causes a lot of people to go, oh, hey, like, who's that? Who's that character? Mm-hmm. And I was talking to someone about comic books and comic book characters. And they were like, oh, yeah, I just I only watch the movies. I don't really know much. And she was like, I know, like, it's a big thing. I, I don't really read the comics. And I was like, that's OK. You don't have to read the comics. That's what the movies are there for, right? It's mm-hmm. a new way to experience these heroes and these stories. Um, but there's definitely I'm, – I'm guessing she's encountered, like, shame before because – like, I haven't – like, I don't actually enjoy most X-Men comics.
0: Oh, God. Why would you?
1: They're terrible. They're mostly terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but – I love the nineties TV show when I was a kid. That's what partially got me into comics. Same. I didn't read, I have since read read Batman comics, but uh, it was the, the Batman, the animated series that got me into Batman and, and obviously the Tim Burton movies for some people that's blasphemy. Yeah. Right. That's horrifying, but that's the reality of the situation. Um,
0: It's just this, like, hoarding of specialized knowledge. And, like, listen, I remember writing an article um, years ago just about the idea of collecting. And at the time, maybe they have since, you know, made – gained further insight. But at the time, the urge to collect, not hoard per se, but, like, collecting was – there wasn't a real lot of, like, academic research or writing Mm -hmm. behind that impulse. One of the things people could kind of, like, suss out was the notion that, like, well, it involves – one the idea that like it gives you control in an area of your life when maybe you don't have a lot of control in other places it gives you this thing to like meticulously maintain
1: so obsessive compulsive disorder
0: maybe kind of a little um and also there's like you know you develop this specialized knowledge right and but the the i guess the drive to not share that knowledge Mm -hmm. that's what i don't understand none of you motherfuckers came out fully formed
1: yeah, it's taking you time.
0: Somebody put you on. And also, you know, this ain't 1977 and you ain't Grandmaster Flash. You don't need to be like, you know, sharpening out the center labels <laughs> on your vinyl, motherfucker. Like,
1: oh, it,
0: it ain't that no more. Somebody put you on. And I grew up in Amherstburg, Ontario, Canada. Yeah. I didn't have a cool record store to go to to dig for records. You know what I had? The Dash <laughs> That's what I had. And I looked up what did De La Soul sample in Ring, Ring, Ring. The Whatnots? What the fuck are them? Okay. Let me throw that into Napster (laughs) and see what I get. Holy shit. This song's amazing. 20 years later, I buy it at the Gladstone Record Show on 12-inch because that's the only way it was ever released. Which brings me to my next point. Yeah. And why you need to shut the fuck up with your reissue compilation snobbery. My favorite jazz record of all time. Yeah. It's this one right here, Caitlin.
1: Ooh, The Awakening. It's
0: called The Awakening. It's by the Ahmad Jamal Trio. If you are any sort of like intermediate jazz person, yeah. if you know more than like Coltrane and Miles, mm-hmm. it's fine. If that's all you know, and if jazz ain't your thing, but if you if you explore jazz a little bit and you're a hip hop head, because this album's been sampled a shit ton by Pete Rock, um, contemporary guys by like Freddie Freddie Joe a bunch of other people. The world is yours by Nas. That's the piano bit that this came off of, and it was a grail record for me, right? Super grail record for me. When I first got in, I was like, man, one day I'd love to have a copy of The Awakening. And there was one day. A few years back when this was not really a thing, we were maybe about down to like <laughs> one of these, um, the homies were in town and we would do this thing frequently where Queen Street had a lot of the record stores. Yeah. They've all since moved off because rents were too high and they're in other parts of the city now, but that's a story for another day.
1: Except for, you know.
0: Oh, the homie he saw at Cosmos Records? Yeah. <laughs> yes, he's still there.
1: I went by it the other day and I was like, ah!
0: The homie Hesa. Now, I popped my head into Cosmos. Yeah. Not expecting anything because I'm like... But if anyone in the city is going to have this record or has seen this record, it's going to be them. Yeah. So I pop my head in and Aki was behind the counter. Aki, who liked that photo from Cratery. Don't think I don't see you. (laughs) Hisa, I don't think, liked that photo. Oh, okay. Aki did, though. I see where you stand. I see you.
1: Lines are drawn.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I poke my head in and Aki's behind the counter. And I'm like, hey, questions I'm sure I don't want the answer to. (laughs) But like, (laughs) have you... How often do you see copies of The Awakening by Ahmad Jamal? And he said, actually, I think I've I got a copy of it right now, actually. I mean, I've got to clean it, but it'll be in the bins in a couple of weeks, probably. So, said, oh, cool. How much do you think you're going to be charging it for? Uh, it'll probably be somewhere between 90 and 110, huh. probably. I'm like, thanks so much for your time. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and I left.
1: That actually hurt my heart a little.
0: That, to this day, that's still at the upper that's at the ceiling of right. what I would ever spend on a record. I've never spent three digits right. on, on a single record in my life. Right. Don't think I ever will. I've spent like 75 for like Tatsuro. That's, for that's, like, like, that's yeah. like as high as I go. Anyway, a couple months later, I'm at People's Records in Detroit, having to flip through some bins and in what is possibly the greatest come up moment of my life, yeah. the proof is right there. <gasps> your man found a copy of The Awakening by the Imaginal Trio. Now... It's dirty. It's dusty. I've cleaned it multiple times. Yeah. It's still crackly. Oh. When I put it on, when the music's going, you won't really hear it. But like if there's, if the, if the, if the track breathes a little bit or if it's between songs, you're going to hear some service noise. Right. Because I got it for $9.
1: Right. American.
0: That was the, the price is right, bitch. <laughs> so anyway, I now have a copy of the record. However, Be With Records. Yeah. Out of the UK, who I follow on Instagram. Cool. Late last year. They put out a reissue of The Awakening. Ooh, I've seen this floating at Sonic Boom. Right, it's about fifty bucks. Oh, more than I would like, and I'm also not at the point where I'm buying multiples of anything at this point. Like right. I have that record, but at the same time, it's a pristine, clean copy of my favorite jazz record of all time.
1: Also, you have no more space.
0: I had plenty of space.
1: The records are encroaching
0: on our space. Uh, they are not encroaching. It's fine. Plenty of space. Ah, uh, that's it. By this logic, I shouldn't buy. That $50 reissue? Yeah. I should, you know, keep digging for an original that will run me at least twice as much? Yeah. Fuck that, son. <laughs> also, number two, if I had spent 90 to $110 on that original at Cosmos, you know who gets that money? Aki from Cosmos. You know who doesn't get a dime of that money? Ahmad Jamal.
1: The, the artist.
0: If I buy the reissue, the artist gets paid. <laughs>
1: That's really nice. And
0: aren't we supposed to be in this for the music, you fucking turds? Like, It's true. It's about the music. Listen, I went out and bought a compilation a couple weeks ago, Tokyo After Midnight. I had a record on there called, uh, what the fuck's it called? A Kakareno Sundown, I think. It's by this woman, Haruka, something. Only good song on that record. I got a digital copy. I've listened to it. Yeah. Wubba Wubba Sundown. It's the only good song on that album.
1: Yeah. I was in
0: Cosmos the other week. That day, Hisa was suffocating me with ceramic (laughs) dust or whatever. Yeah. And I noticed, it's like, oh shit, you got a copy of of the Haruka record. And I look and it's like $110. Ooh. I'm like, there's one good song on there. Yeah. Don't tell me I'm supposed to spend, you know.
1: $100 for a good song?
0: Two months worth of groceries
1: and none of the, uh, for one good song. And none of the money goes to the
0: artist. And Haruka gets nothing. <laughs> yeah. But somebody's publishing got a little something sum because I bought that compilation. What is we talking about here? You're just insulted because it's easier now for people to like ha- gain the knowledge that you had to put, you know, years and dusty fingers of your time into. And I understand. I understand why that would be upsetting for you. Get the fuck over it. Why is we here? What the fuck is you talking about? It's supposed to be about the music. That's why we're here. I don't give a fuck how you get it. And also, not for nothing, I don't drop this one often, Kate. Yeah. I wrote a book about J. Dell. Yeah. I would never purport to know the man. Yeah. I don't know the man. Yeah. But I'm reasonably confident I can make two assumptions about him. Okay. One, his work ethic was inhuman. Right. Think of the person, think of the hardest working person you know, mm-hmm. add another 10 hours doing that thing they do onto their day. You're around at Jay Della's level. Yeah. That's number one. Number two, he didn't have any fucking rules. He didn't care.
1: He just wanted the music.
0: If he had to sample off a CD, if he had to sample off a compilation, he didn't care. He just did it. 'cause he made it dope. You think when he was making Show Me What You Got for Buster Rhymes sampling Stereo Lab, he was like looking for some UK original <laughs> pressing of whatever whatever and the Cobras from I can't remember the name. <laughs> it's the brown album. Um, no, he wasn't. Somebody just handed him a CD. It might have been a fucking CDR, like he didn't care. He was just like, "Oh, that sounds dope. I'll make it sound better when I go in." Fuck your rules. Just enjoy it.
1: Ooh, that's a good takeaway.
0: Fuck your rules.
1: Just just enjoy enjoy
0: it. And kiss my ass with your gatekeeping, like, oh, you're going to take my record collector credentials now? Because I have to use the internet to look up a sample, which I did this week. Renaissance by Pumpy is the jam of the week, yo. So there. It samples George Ben. Oh, my God. I had to look that up on the internet. Wow.
1: (laughs) I think that's my favorite. (laughs) That and the dick.
0: Anyway. Kiss my ass reissues are fine don't ever let anybody make you feel that the way you enjoy the thing you enjoy isn't you know appropriate or you're not enjoying it in the right way
1: or that you don't deserve to enjoy it
0: because you do deserve to enjoy it i deserve my records i deserve you know my 2014 reissue i deserve my uh, dj spina who you all love and it's one of the preeminent crate diggers in the world guess what he put out a fucking compilation himself so pmp records out of new york
1: there you go. Um, and so that person out there who was all embarrassed that she only knew about comic books and comic book characters from the Marvel cinematic movies, you're good. You're cool. You just do you. You go watch those movies. Don't worry about reading comic books.
0: Like, the, the comic book analogy is the one that I appreciate the most. Because I think, you know, for like for like a hot minute when we were kids, me and Mr. Milosz might have been that way. It was like, you know, fuck trades. Singles <laughs> only. Like
1: I didn't even know, like when I started getting into comics that like stuff came out in singles Uh and I was like, Oh, when I figured it out, I was like, Oh, who would spend all that money buying individual copies when you can get them all bound together in one glorious book for like 10 bucks. The only
0: reason to do it is because there's a delay about six months or so.
1: Yeah. I think I can wait. Like you
0: read, you read saga month to month. You're ahead of the story than people reading the trades. Yeah. I do that online.
1: (laughs) And I'm part of the numbers, they don't count.
0: (laughs) Right? And that, I mean, that's like, I'm not out on a limb here, right? Like, that's ridiculous to say that, like, the only way you should enjoy something or be able to enjoy something.
1: That's, and that's, it's, yes, it's very, it's like classist. And there's just so many comparisons to draw. And especially when collecting um and enjoying any kind of media costs some kind of money
0: some kind of money
1: um if you haven't got money then you're cutting off another way people can enjoy their time on this earth which we don't get a lot of
0: exactly exactly you know what i'm like
1: i buy a whole bunch of comic books i i don't buy books anymore i go to the library or borrow them from other people Mm -hmm. there's only a couple that i my favorite authors or books that really mean a lot to me even comic books like i have saga that's like one of the, like I have some trades from stuff I'd collected because I thought they were awesome, but Saga's the only one I keep on buying. Oh, you
0: remember me at TCAF last year where I had to be like talked into buying oh, yeah. the collected phonogram, which is like the the top five comic book of all time for me.
1: It like merges your loves of <laughs> music and comic books. Everything
0: I love in one place yeah. and with all the extras and it was everything they ever did and one that was like 60 bucks and I was like, eh, I don't buy comic books anymore. This is what I do. And it's like, no, just just buy it.
1: Yeah. So oh,
0: I'm not allowed to have that. No, that's right. I should go out and I should hunt down all the issues. It's the only way I should be able yeah. to read that story.
1: It's silly. It's just. It's ridiculous.
0: And listen, not for nothing, I'll show up to your party with a laptop full of MP3s and some compilations, and still crush that fucking dance floor. Oh, oomps, oomps,
1: oomps, 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 oomps. lots F- of explosions going on.
0: Fuck out of here, indeed. That's one of our hashtags: hashtag FOH. Fuck out of here with the compilations. Fuck out of here with your gatekeeping attitude. I like that. So if you follow me on Instagram and wonder what the hell I've been so salty about all week. <laughs> the, multiple, the multiple subliminals I've been taking, <laughs> that's why. Oh, good well, times. that was a good chat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. look at that. Wow. We've been going on for a while. We
0: have no news. Yeah. <laughs> It's true haven't done anything haven't done anything fun i'm sorry did you do anything fun this week i didn't
1: i did oh, well this weekend tell the people about it um so on uh friday i saw some friends which is very nice friends are great yeah um and i don't do that super super often so it's always good and then i saw my parents this weekend which my, my mom and my stepdad and my sister which i don't really see them that often your sister yeah
0: I remember the last time fiona came up on this podcast
1: Uh, My sister, who's awesome and I really like, um, she's super cool. She's the coolest person I've ever met. Don't give me that look. Oh, now it's going to get all salty with me. She's the coolest person I've ever met. Um, That was really cool. And we both slept over. And then very early in the morning, um, my parents' fish tank exploded. (laughs) <laughs> it didn't, didn't quite explode. It's not funny, but it didn't quite explode, but like something they think something happened with the pump. They don't think there's a leak, but anyways, a ton of water has like pooled on the floor and like g- gone down to the basement and they're going to have to probably like rip that ceiling down and get it re- Like it's a big thing. Um so that was interesting and both the fish died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So because of the like just the shock of everything. Um so that wasn't fun, but that was definitely interesting. And now I'm here. Oh, and I saw um I saw Stuart Thursby.
0: Oh, designer of the Geek Town logo, Stuart Thursby. Yeah. St- Stuart's well.
1: He is well. He's going to Japan.
0: Right, we've talked about this. Yeah. Did you did did you did you ask him?
1: Did I ask him if I could uh hide in his luggage? Well
0: that or if I can give him a shopping list and
1: Oh I didn't, but I will.
0: E- email him money. <laughs>
1: Be like, here, please. Stuart, how much
0: time do you want to spend in record stores on your vacation? <laughs> Is it less than six hours?
1: <laughs> Probably, but he, I think he's going for like three weeks and he's not really sure what he's what doing. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think he wants to spend more than six hours in a record store in Tokyo.
0: I mean, you're free to spend your time however you want, Stuart, but...
1: That's how Jordan would spend it if he was in Tokyo. I suggest
0: you're not living right <laughs>
1: And you're the one now telling people what they should be doing with their time.
0: That's a helpful suggestion.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, but that was it. That was, that was all. Well, all right. Yeah.
0: Well, then I guess we'll take a break here when we come back.
1: We'll talk about the things we brought each other, which I have to mention. Hmm. Weirdly, I didn't mean it to do it this way. Weirdly, after thinking about it on the way here, I realize have some parallels.
0: I was about to take the exact opposite tack. (laughs) They do. (laughs) I was like, these things have nothing in common. They
1: do have stuff in common. Well, I'm
0: curious to hear why Caitlin thinks that when we come back from this break.
1: welcome back to the show this is the part of the show where we talk about the things we brought each other but first
0: caitlin stop
1: <gasps> what what did i do because
0: this is now the the second week we would have forgotten about updates and last week i don't oh. think we really had anything to talk about
1: oh I, oh you know what it's coming back to me yeah there was
0: <laughs> this week there's definitely some things to talk about
1: mm-hmm.
0: i definitely have some i
1: also Ooh. definitely oh i got stuff. something
0: to talk about but anyway, uh, one of the things might be we might have the same thing to talk about.
1: Uh, I no, we don't. No, we don't. I doubt it.
0: <laughs> you have not gone back to Jessica Jones yet. I have not. Okay.
1: I was supposed to do that this weekend, but there's just no time.
0: Well, that's what I was watching.
1: It's pretty dope. It's all, all right.
0: right. I'm enjoying it. Great. It's still too long by half. <laughs> I was I was hopeful after the Avengers, the Avengers, the other one, Defenders, the
1: Defenders, yeah, tighter. Yep. eight
0: episode mm-hmm. season.
1: Maybe that would be what we
0: had going forward. Nope.
1: This had the like crescendo and then the weird long 13, epi- 13, 13,
0: 13 episodes. I don't know where. I honestly don't know where we're going. There's no like big bad here. Like right. I think I said before when I read early reviews that it was more about just like her coming to terms. Like the first thing you see is like her talking to a client. She's got some like cheating husband type guy. And right. she's like the woman. The woman who hired her was like. Well, I want you to kill him. She's like, I, I, don't do that. Yeah, it's like, well, you killed the other guy. Ooh, so it's low, that low. it's that kind of thing. Well, that right. that sort of thing happens a lot, and the de- dealing with the decisions that she's made uh, seems to be part of the thread going here. And man, too much, too much Trish. Really? Yeah, I like Trish. It's too much of her, and her, you know being trish. quest quest to be her own hero type of thing right well getting strung out on hero juice
1: i wish i had hero juice
0: <laughs> would I have to have an intervention for you caitlin
1: <laughs> um <laughs> lay off
0: the puff for caitlin
1: do you want to know my big thing
0: What's your big thing
1: so it comes with a story lucky you guys Oh, i love stories so i uh senior correspondent uh chris had a birthday mm-hmm congratulations on being alive um and i was at the sort of the family thing um and someone noted or i brought up i can't remember um the fact my eyes were really puffy and i was like i'm really sorry um chris and i were watching a thing um and it, we've been watching it for a long time and it's sort of the last four episodes and I just I bawled through all of the episodes oh. and so like for hours and my eyes are just really puffy from that because um, we watched it last night and I was like yeah it was really good very sentimental and then of course um, as you would but I was hoping to avoid <laughs> somebody I think it was his sister asked oh what show and I went a children's show called Star Wars Rebels. <laughs> so, <laughs> Star Wars Rebels is now finished.
0: Like, done. It's done. That's it. It's done. Never coming back.
1: Which which I think is a good thing. Not because it's not a good show, but I think it's nice when something has uh, arcs and they tie up those arcs.
0: Sometimes things should just end.
1: Sometimes things should just end. Um And... I think, for the most part, the storytelling was pretty good, and I really liked the characters. And it was really, really sad for the last four to six episodes, and I cried a lot. Um,
0: how's, how's Akosa? Is that her name? Ahsoka? Sure. She's good. She good? She's good. The orange girl?
1: Um, yeah. Um, It's complicated, and I can't really talk about it without spoiling a whole bunch of things. But uh everything's good. I'm really hoping I'm I'm really hoping there's a spin-off series. Um and yeah.
0: Star Wars Rebels Miami.
1: <laughs> More like Ahsoka and somebody Oh shit, I, I, I spoiled something. <laughs> I mean Ahsoka what? and who, Caitlin? <laughs> um never mind. Never mind. Um no, I just hope that there's a spin-off series and with two of these really great female characters and going out into the far reaches of space. And I think that would be really cool. But I know we have a lot of Star Wars and some people are getting <clears throat>, Star Wars exhaustion. So I understand maybe not wanting to do a spin-off series, but I think some of the animated stuff has been a lot better than the live action stuff. That's just my opinion. Come get me. Uh, but yeah, I know a lot of people have very, like definitely disagree with me. Like I love, uh, the Clone Wars and like the animated series and I, sp- Misha also known for the Misha, uh, level.
0: founder of the Misha special on our Patreon, which we didn't even talk about at the top of the show.
1: <laughs> no. Um, he, he totally disagrees with me and is like, uh, Clone Wars, um, especially at the end. I was like, I like the end. He was like, what? He's like, How? um so yeah
0: what what how gets asked (laughs) of you a lot
1: yes
0: (laughs) your tastes but we let her just like what she likes yeah how she likes it
1: yeah so there so yeah that's basically my big stuff i I didn't really watch much this week
0: caitlin yeah despite how vexed i was all week (laughs) yes i did receive a blessing you did oh my god you guys i had no idea it was coming It was like Beyonce dropping lemonade. Just one day it was there. We know Netflix knows me. We know Netflix will just leave some shit. Yeah. On my banner one day.
1: Yeah. When did it leave? So I was
0: going into like, I haven't finished Jessica Jones. Right. Because I had a hiccup. I was on track. I'm on like episode seven.
1: Whoa. Yeah. You're like into it. I
0: was getting through a couple episodes a day. Yeah. Sit down, fire up that Netflix, watch the next episode of Jessica Jones. Have some Doritos? On my banner. Was I having having Doritos? No. The No Frills had tackies. For like one day. I don't
1: know what that and they is. And I haven't
0: had them since. They're like Doritos, but are rolled up. Oh, weird. And their flavors are better. Like these were like El Fuego with lime. Like Ooh. like literally, like stained your fingers, right? <laughs> um, yeah, shoveling tackies in my face, watching Jessica Jones playing Horizon Zero Dawn, just being like, man, living my best life today. <laughs> it was there on my banner. And I literally gasped, Caitlin. I had a Caitlin you gasp. You had a Caitlin
1: gasp? I went, <gasps> I would have loved to hear this, Caitlin Gaff. Because yeah.
0: Netflix was telling me there was a new season of Terrace House.
1: Oh, funny. That was a, that was a lot of drops.
0: Because it's that important, Caitlin. Um,
1: I actually, it's funny, because of you, it also told me this, because you made me watch it once upon a time, and I flipped by it as fast as possible.
0: Yo! Do not listen to this one.
1: Apparently, I don't know what I'm talking about. Do
0: not know what she's talking about.
1: You and Misha agree.
0: Terrace House? <laughs> oh, my God, you guys. If you will recall, I don't know when we talked about Terrace House. It was way back when.
1: Oh, quite a while ago.
0: Terrace House is a Japanese reality show.
1: Yep.
0: Where six people, three boys, three girls, three men, three women, get thrown into a house. It's like the Japanese real world. Yeah. But like it they has, get a car. It has zero conflict. Nothing ever happens. They're just living their lives, maybe trying to hook up.
1: Yeah. And get married.
0: Maybe. And the hook is, as is the case usually with most Japanese programming, you know, you watch the morning shows and they show uh, the morning news shows and they have a, you know, whatever they're doing. It's like, hey, AKB48 dropped a new single and they'll be like showing the footage. And then the bottom, there'll just be like people who their job is to like be on morning shows and comment about stuff. Yeah. Terrace House does this by having like a group of six people. They take pauses in the show. and People just comment on what they just watched. Yeah,
1: they just, they're just talking about what they just watched and they have a little bit of an audience and it's kind of fantastic. And
0: they just, if somebody's worth dragging, they go and drag them. (laughs) They comment when something is sweet and they think something is sweet and wonderful and they have no problem saying that guy's a deadbeat. Yeah. And it's amazing. It is the comfiest show. It is my most favorite comfy thing in the world. It is shot beautifully. They go to some coffee shop, and it's like, that's the most beautiful coffee shop I've ever seen in my life. Can I just live in that, please? (laughs) Just live in that. Stuart, go live in a coffee shop for three weeks. (laughs) They did do their global outreach last season, which was Aloha State. They said it in Hawaii. Right. I didn't feel Aloha State. You didn't feel it? Mm Mm-mm. No. I didn't really fucks with Aloha State. I didn't finish Aloha State. Oh. I don't think I got through the first season, because at that point, they were doing like batches of eight episodes. Right. So I think I I didn't even know if I got through the first batch of eight episodes, to be honest.
1: Ooh.
0: I just was not feeling Aloha State because they clearly wanted to make it the Lauren show. Lauren was this like Chinese American but spoke Japanese model right. slash artist type. And you know, she's living her best life. She's actually, you know, doing quite well. I follow her on Instagram, but <laughs> they clearly were like, Oh no, this show's about her. Right. She's hot. Let's get her in a bikini as soon as possible. Right. Um like frankly, Aloha State felt a little crass to me. Okay. Because, frankly, there are a lot of Americans in there. Right. Mm.
1: Oh. Oh. Worst episode ever.
0: Wasn't feeling it. So I see this one. Yeah. They're back in Japan. Ooh. Fuck that Hawaii shit. (laughs) They're in this house in the woods. They're in the north. They're surrounded by snow.
1: Ooh. Caitlin. So there is something I watch, just that reminded me, that I don't know the name of. And I'm going to try and pull it up. It's the comfiest thing ever. And there's lots of snow and lots of wood. I need
0: I need a drop for radio magic. That's what I need.
1: Radio magic. Chimes. So apparently, I'm probably just going to butcher this completely. But so these are the videos. I'm just going to show Jordan here. So see these videos? All, uh-huh. all in all these Chinese characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently her name is Li Tu Ki. Sure. Probably, like I said I'm probably butchering that I apologize um she makes all these videos where she like I don't I don't I'm have no history of it but she makes basically makes food most of the time where she shows how to like smoke meat mm-hmm. or she made like ancient makeup once or like classic ways of making makeup out of like rose petals and stuff and there's no talking it's just this like very peaceful music in the background beautiful shots of like this giant farm i don't know if she lives there or what she like farms and plants stuff and grows things and all i know is i've watched a thousand of these videos (laughs) (laughs) because i especially before bed they like super calm me down they're unbelievably comfy Mm -hmm. there's something about like uh, there's a whole bunch of them where there's like Snow and trees and forest, and there's something really comfy about being in like this warm house being surrounded by all that um yeah, it's amazing, so that you have terrace house, I have this, which I don't know the name of because it's all in uh, Chinese characters L- li Tukey that I think that's her name Leeuki, Li-t-
0: but oh my God, like the cast is just they're all so fucking sweet <laughs> subasa 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 Subasa. She's a hockey player.
1: Oh, that's fun.
0: She's trying to take her team. She's a captain. What? She's trying to take her team to nationals. And she's like, Terrace House will always have those people who aren't around a lot. Yeah. Like, they're the people who have nothing going on, like the fucking models or the kids or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then there's people who actually, like, have their lives and, mm-hmm. like, they're not around as much. Tsubasa's that one. She's not around that much because she's just, you know, playing hockey and working at a gym personal as a personal trainer, like, so the rest of the time.
1: basically, she's an anime.
0: Listen. me <laughs> be real with y'all? You could just give me the show of Subasa and her team, the fairies, <gasps> trying to make their way to nationals, <laughs> leave the rest of these fuckers, and I'd be fine with it. Just give me the Subasa show. Wow. But anyway, so I mean, the whole thing with Terrace House is like, they're trying to see if anybody's going to like fall in love type of thing.
1: Yeah. Um, and sometimes people do fall in love, and you're like, really? Person who's going to be a doctor? You fell in love with a hairdresser? Like. <laughs>
0: Because, okay, so so the cast is, I'll go through it real quick. Udai, who's a 19-year-old aspiring chef, he's okay. trash. He's okay. like he's like the villain. Like, there are eight episodes. I've watched them all.
1: Uh, wow. In, in like
0: three days. Um,
1: See you, Jessica Jones. <laughs>
0: well, Jess, we'll get back to you, but like, it's Tara's house. Come on. Uh, Udai's a 19-year-old. He's a piece of trash. He was trying to get with this woman, uh, 20-year-old student named Ami, who was just, had no time for him and was literally mm-hmm. like... He'd be like on a scale of one to ten. How bad do you want to? How bad do you want to see it? One. <laughs> She's had no time. Um, and we have Subasa. We have uh, another Mizuki. Mizuki was one of my queens from the original Terrace House season, right? Uh, the coffee shop girl. Yep. Uh, this one's like a blogger for Nylon Japan or something. And then we have Taka, who's like thirty-one. That's the other problem with Aloha State. They were all too young. Um. They had like one old guy named Eric, I think, and he would. I don't know, like they were trying to make him the Hansan figure. And Eric, you wear no Hanson Wow, Hansan for life. I know my my House <laughs> heads. You, I know you're feeling me on that. Uh, this Taka guy is a pro snowboarder. So, uh, yeah, Taka is a pro snowboarder. Ooh. he's 31. So I mean, you have from 19 to 31. It's a yeah. nice mix. I like that. Uh, although Taka also kind of likes the 20 year old. Ooh, mm. Mm. that's let's yeah. be, let's be careful there. Yeah, let's be careful there. And our sixth is uh, Shion, which I guess is just Sean. They keep spelling it S-H-I-O-N, but like his Instagram oh. is Sean. Oh. Like people call him Sean, S-E-A-N. Um, Shion, model. He actually looks like the lead singer of second action. He keeps reminding me of that. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Uh, you know, glasses. He's like six foot something. Mm-hmm. Model. Like just pro model. That's what yeah. he does. Guess who he's trying to go for? Ooh. Subasa. <laughs> Caitlin, they're so adorable. <laughs> They're so adorable. They give me so much life. Anyway. Terrace House, you back on it. God damn, I love that show so much. Apparently. I was watching I was, you know, obviously I get great traffic on my tweets when I when I like tweet <laughs> Terrace House. And I was searching the hashtag and somebody posted something where of the panel, um, so it's always the same panel, but you remember the two women on the couch? Yeah. The older, the older lady yep. and the uh, the model, Tori Chan, I think. Her, yeah. Her name's Raina, but they call her Tori Chan. The tweet was like. Tori Chen being disgusted by men is a total is a total look. She's just like anything salacious. She's like it's disgusting. She I like the, the
1: young the young kid.
0: Um, I think they've changed the young kid oh, this no, year. I really liked him. Um, they were saying he looked too much like the. <laughs> they were saying he looked like the nineteen year old who everybody hates. <laughs> and he's like he's like if I ever have to play Deadbeat, I'm going to think of this. <laughs> oh god Terrace House is on your Netflix you can just watch it now it's glorious and
1: I'm... then you could watch Jessica Jones
0: and then you can well, yeah, let us know if you can get through Jessica Jones before we do yeah anyway that was updates cool now we'll move on to do the thing we're actually here to do which is talk about the things we brought each other
1: but before we do that god damn Right back at it. Uh, we have rules. We
0: do have rules.
1: Uh, the first one being the rule of three. Yep. That is if the thing we give each other comes in episodes or cycles or parts or issues, we will consume three of them um, to let the thing establish what it's trying to be.
0: Be what it's going to be.
1: Second rule is hashtag save it for the pod. I did the hashtag motion. No one no <laughs> noticed. Um, basically... We will not talk about the things we've given each other before we are sitting in front of these microphones. Mm -hmm. And we have done that. Yes. Ding it again. Third rule. It's not really a rule. It's more of a policy. There will be spoilers. There will be spoilers. These are both older movies. So the first rule doesn't apply. No. The second rule definitely applies. Mm -hmm. And the third rule uh, doesn't really apply. I mean, except if you haven't seen either of them and you want to, and then you should just peace out. There
0: you go. I think that's my favorite. I think that's my favorite drop.
1: We oh, also we need to share this with everyone because I I lulled quite a bit. Mm. Um, when Jordan said, "Oh my gosh, I just realized that your your gifts are like my drops."
0: <laughs> Caitlin doesn't reply in words to anything. Very rarely, Like thirty percent of the time with me she does because she knows she
1: <laughs> just she, she knows
0: I get annoyed after a while, but otherwise she just replies with gifs all the time. Yeah. I said, oh, my God, gifs are like your drops. And she was very tickled by that because yes. it's the truth. It
1: is the truth. Um,
0: so we like to alternate. So this week we're going to start with the thing I brought Caitlin. Caitlin seems to think there is similarity to the items this week.
1: They are absolutely similar. I will
0: be curious to hear how that is. Um, I don't know why this movie popped into my head again, but it did. And it's WrestleMania season. We're on the road to WrestleMania right now.
1: Cool. That's a thing.
0: It is a thing. It's that whole stretch where there's like nothing else but like building storylines to WrestleMania.
1: Hey, I saw a poster yesterday for wrestling and I was like, oh, look, a poster for wrestling. <laughs> oh,
0: that thing. That's a thing that people do. Um, so I was thinking about this movie that I haven't seen in a long ass time. And frankly, let's be honest, I did not have time for my typical rewatch. So I will be going from memory a bit.
1: Oh. And Caitlin
0: will fill in some blanks. Yep. Um, I saw this movie in a theater.
1: You saw it in a theater. Pretty
0: sure I saw it in a theater. Well, I wow. mean, it was it was you know, relevant to my interests, <laughs> and that is the two thousand eight film The Wrestler, from writer director Darren Aronofsky, him of Requiem for a Dream, yep, and Black Swan, yep. Actually, I believe intentionally Black Swan and The Wrestler are like
1: They're two sides. sides of the same coin, yeah,
0: sort of thing. Stars Mickey Rourke, Marissa Tomei, and Evan Rachel Wood. Uh, this was touted at the time as being like Mickey Rourke's. Giant come back because he was so compelling in this movie and then he got the weird villain role in Iron Man 2 the Marvel movie nobody really talks about much he, anymore he
1: was also in um, Sin City
0: yes that was his first yeah I guess that was his first kind of comeback yeah when he played Marvin Sin City Um, but Sin City was a deliberately like pulpy yeah, air quotes bad movie yeah um, this was a air quotes good movie and Rourke plays an aging professional wrestler who, despite his failing health and waning fame, continues to wrestle in an attempt to cling to the success of his 80s heyday. I believe it was Randy the Ram. That's right. He also tries to mend his relationship with his estranged daughter and to find romance with a woman who works as a stripper, who is Marissa Tomei. Uh, The film received universal critical acclaim and won the Golden Lion Award at the 65th International Venice Film Festival, where it premiered. Roger Ebert called it one of the year's best films. It's got a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. The success of the film revitalized the career of Mickey Rourke, who went on to receive a BAFTA Award, a Golden Globe Award, an Independent Spirit Award, and an Academy Award nomination. Marissa Tomei also got a Best Supporting Actress nomination for the movie as well. So basically, you have Rourke as Randy the Ram.
1: Randy he's, the Ram Robinson. He's
0: out. He was a somewhat popular wrestler during the 80s.
1: Super
0: popular he is no longer the No longer the 80s he at is the time. No longer the 80s. Of this movie. And like, as a wrestling fan, yeah, this movie kind of shone a light on stuff that we kind of already knew about wrestling, good, especially if you came up during the eighties,
1: good and bad,
0: oh, definitely bad, like oh, okay. definitely like the bad stuff,
1: but for someone who didn't doesn't know a lot about wrestling, mm-hmm. um, it also shone some some interesting stuff I didn't realize,
0: so basically, yeah, he's still he's older. He still does independent dates or like shows up at sad conventions and like Elk's lodges and stuff like that. Yeah. Um while well, living in a trailer park and yep. working at a deli counter. Yep. At, a, uh, at a supermarket.
1: initially as a as a someone who works in like with a warehouse.
0: Oh, he wasn't even on the deli counter. Yeah. At the start. Mm. Um he works in a grocery store. And he it just kinda like charts and section of his life he's like he basically kind of gets evicted from his trailer at one point i don't know if some does somebody see him at the counter
1: so do you want me to go through it
0: fill in it, it ultimately okay. culminates with the, like this idea that he's oh no he works a hardcore match that's what it was he does a so, brutal brutal hardcore match
1: yeah so he he um is doing these matches on weekends and working during the week um like not uh consistently but like two to three times a week, uh, during the week at the, you know, the unloading and loading groceries, um, at the, the back of this grocery store. Um, and he does, he's doing these matches and then he does a hardcore match. Um, some guy with a staple gun. For
0: the lay people, hardcore just means like lots of weapons.
1: Yeah. And like
0: lots of blood.
1: Yeah. And like the guy's like stapling him and it's just really tough on him. And he's started at this point, um, Earlier in the film, someone approached him about doing a rematch with his famous um, villain,
0: his his nemesis from years past, the
1: the Ayatollah. The Ayatollah. The Ayatollah. Eighties wrestling. (laughs) Um, And uh, he's like, "Yeah, sure." So he's what's he? He started to take home human growth hormone and steroids and a whole bunch of other stuff. I don't know half the stuff the guy named in the film. He's like, and this drug, and this drug, and this drug. Um, and the guy's asking him, like, do you need any cocaine? Do you like <laughs> all these other things? And he's like, no, I'm fine with this. Um, and they do this. He's trying to, I guess, buff up for this possible rematch yeah. to restart. It reinvigorate his career.
0: He gets a little shine after the... Uh, people are impressed by his performance in this hardcore match.
1: Yeah, so he, he has this other like match where this guy's like stapling him and stuff and he has a heart attack mm-hmm. and he wakes up in the hospital and he's had like a tri- triple bypass surgery. Um, and basically the doctor tells him he can't wrestle. Yes. Yeah. Like he, if he does what he keeps on doing, he's going to die. So then he decides to take, um, more shifts at the grocery store, reconnect with his daughter, try and like have a relationship with the Melissa Tomei character, um, the stripper. Um, and then someone, it's a really hard scene to watch. Then someone at the deli counter, he's, he's working this deli counter now on the weekends. Um, this guy recognizes him and like, won't let it go. Mm. And he like slices his hand on the meat cutter.
0: Has he fucked it up with his daughter yet or no at this point?
1: Um, yes, he has. Right. So.
0: I believe he got, I, I I read a synopsis this morning. He gets, he tries to. He wants a relationship he with Marissa to, Tomei, yeah. but she's like, no, you're a customer. Like, yeah. you can't blur those lines type yeah. of thing. So he goes on a bender, sleeps all day, misses the dinner with his daughter that she's very begrudgingly agreed to.
1: Yeah,
0: um, Tries to go see her to apologize. And she's like, no, that was your one shot. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm done with you. I never want to see you again. So that's the state of mind he's in when he's like, you know, just trying to do his job at the deli counter. And this dude.
1: His like, obnoxious him. fan
0: sees him and starts harassing him. And yes, he slices his hand on the meat slicer. And then
1: he just like freaks out. He just like smashes stuff and like goes through the aisles and is hitting some There's blood like everywhere. Um and obviously gets fired and then just like throws himself into this rematch.
0: What do I got left? Yeah. Nothing.
1: And sure enough, when the very end of the rematch he's about to do his RAM move where he gets on the ropes.
0: Off the top rope.
1: He does this. He smacks his elbows.
0: <laughs> like ram horns. It's a double, it's a double elbows drop from, yeah. uh, from the top rope.
1: And he does this move, which I'm doing. <laughs> and then he goes, bam! And then, But you don't know what happens. You just see him
0: go off the top. And
1: you know he's having uh, difficulty with his heart during the match. Um, he's obviously having a heart attack. So you don't know if he's died or not, what's going on.
0: The movie leans heavily into the idea that he probably yes, died. probably. Um,
1: but he kind of went out with a bang.
0: Now, not a happy movie.
1: No, n- not a happy movie.
0: And sometimes I, I defer from giving you super dramatic stuff. Yes. Because so I know it's not really your bag.
1: No, not really.
0: That said, how did this go over?
1: Uh, I really liked this movie. It was sad. There were some hard scenes to watch. Um I loved the stuff about wrestling. Really? I loved... You're,
0: you're, you're closet a closet of fan. Every time I give you something that's Shut wrestling, up. that's Shut wrestling. Up. you're kind of into it.
1: Shut up. Um, the actual, like, wrestling was hard to watch for me. Just mm-hmm. like Melissa Tomei's character. She's, like, flinching as he's, like, taking hits, quote-unquote. Yeah. Um... That is not my favorite part. My there's some stuff I really like. I really like the difficult, like the spin kicks and the like whips and stuff. That stuff's fun. Flippy shit. Flippy shit. I like <laughs> flippy shit. I don't know so much like the smacks and the that kind of thing. Mm. Um, but the like behind the scenes everyone's friends they the guy reads out who's pairing up with who and they start figuring out what they're gonna do and at one point the guys someone's like oh no we're we're doing a leg thing and the guy's like oh you're doing a leg thing he's like oh i thought we're doing like a neck thing and he's like oh no no oh are you doing? you do the neck thing or the leg thing like they're just trying to work out how
0: what story they're gonna tell
1: yeah and just the the story of it and like even during the final match between uh, the ram and bob um which is the ayatollah's name um uh you know he bob keeps on he's like are you okay like just just he knows they just know this narrative right and Randy's this like all-american hero and he's taking down the ayatollah and at one point the ayatollah is like like waving this flag and then randy like snaps the flag and it just it, it's really awesome it's like a play but with fighting like <laughs> yeah it and they tell these like you i mean you talked about it before right you always have what did you call the bad guy you always have a, a heel a heel and and i i just think that is a really interesting part of it and and also the community right like randy gets so much support from the community and gives back to the community and he never like
0: you see scenes of like the young guys coming up to him and like yeah, asking his, him for advice, and, and and
1: yeah, and like he's telling like being really supportive, and is like you've got a lot of talent, like just keep on working on it, um, you'll get your time. Like he's being very supportive, and like even when he does these really good matches, he's getting a lot of like applause from them, and he's he's a star there, right? Yeah. Um, and and even when he decides to sort of not he. Retires from wrest. Retires from wrestling. They're still like he goes out to, with drinking with them, and there's like support there as well. It, that was really interesting to see. Um, the whole. It's really hard to see someone's life fall apart. Yeah. Right. Like that is very difficult. Um, but it was a really good film. It was really well acted. Mm-hmm. Like surprisingly. Um. There's. There's like the bigger Mickey Rourke moments, but then there's lots of times where he. There's just subtle things he does that that were great. Um, and even all the side guys, like all the side wrestlers were great. And Melissa Tomei was great. And yeah, I just, I liked it.
0: So I think of the thing that like, as a wrestling fan, mm-hmm. is it's like you know, what we call a mark. Yeah. Mark is like the weeb of wrestling fans. It's like <laughs> technically an insult, but it's like you kind of own it. Right. Because, um, you know, carny language, the mark was... The fans were the marks. Those were the ones you were trying to fool, right? Yeah. They didn't get their money to come see the match. As a mark, you know, marks know that there's just, this is a story rooted in reality. Like there are hundreds of dudes like this. Yeah. Who just, especially in the eighties, if you were in that moment of like, you remember like Hulkamania or like yeah. that moment where it was like really popping off. It was like rock and roll. It was like the good times will never end.
1: Yeah, well, that and that also like the soundtrack, mm. and like when him and Miss uh, Melissa Tomei are, are in the bar, and they're just like the '90s sucked. <laughs> like they're just talking about music and culture, and for them, like she was. If, she, if you think of her as a stripper in the '90s, she would have been like raking it in. Mm-hmm. Also, though, she's still really super hot. Um,
0: I remember having a. Pearl class moment where <laughs> Mrs. Tomei went to work in this movie, and I went, oh, oh,
1: um,
0: someone is going for it.
1: Yeah, but and that's brought up like the idea that she's too old to be
0: doing. And what she's she doing. she has the parallel story, yeah, to an extent, right? Um,
1: and he doesn't like watching her what she's doing, and she doesn't like watching what he's doing, right? Like there's that as well. And they
0: should probably both just quit what they're doing and try to find a life together. Yeah, if they if they have feelings for each other, but they just they can't. Yeah, do it. Um, but yeah, just knowing that there are dudes like this who, A, are still working shows when they absolutely should not be working that shows that anymore. Upsets me. Um, or just like super inside baseball. Like, they're smarter now. Mm-hmm. So they know to, like, you know, invest their money or move to Florida where they don't have, you know, personal income tax or things like that. Yeah. Um, because they are considered independent contractors and this is they're not employees of the WWE Interesting. or the big the big wrestling especially with the WWE I think it's different uh, right. for the smaller some of the smaller places but I mean you don't want to be in the smaller places you want to be in the big place where you can make the most money but it means that like you have to pay for your own travel you have to pay for your own hotel you have to oftentimes not always but oftentimes pay for your own health insurance that's crazy type of thing and it's gotten better mm-hmm. in recent years, especially now that they're like a publicly traded company. Like
1: they need they need financial they, planners. They need and... to do
0: more. And I I have heard that there's a bunch of stuff that happens on the low that like never gets publicized. I have heard that the uh, one time razor Ramon Scott Hall, like all his trips to rehab have been like paid for by right. the WWE. Or like Jake the Snake. If you if you want to see the real life version of this, there's a documentary what? I think called Wrestling with Shadows.
1: Not Jake the Snake. Oh,
0: Jake the Snake is fucked up. He was
1: my favorite wrestler when I was a kid. He, he had a bag of snakes.
0: He, he, had, he had one snake. He
1: had a bag of snakes, <laughs> his, name okay. was, his
0: name was Damien. Um, Jake the Snake. There's a yeah. There's a movie called Wrestling with Shadows. It's a documentary. Um, I think it was called Wrestling with Shadows. Maybe that was the Bret Hart one. Behind the Mat. Sorry, that's the one I'm thinking of. Hmm. Behind the Mat, which had a bunch of Mick Foley stuff in it, a.k.a. Mankind. The infamous scene where the the infamous scene where The Rock was like clubbing him with a steel chair while his family watched. Oh. <laughs> it's not a good time. Um and there's some like honestly, if you want to see the sad real life version of this, watch the Jake's watch the Jake the Snake portions from Behind the Mat. It's basically the same thing. He's got this daughter who's like, please do not die, please stop doing this. But he's an addict, right? He just He can't not. And
1: You should see the look on my face. I'm just <laughs> horrified. <laughs> I'm just just like, like, ah.
0: And that's you know, these are the stories that as a wrestling fan we've known. So to see this like play out dramatically it's not that dramatic because yeah. it's like you know these just sad conventions where they're trying to like hawk a you know 15 dollar autograph or something at a bingo hall type of thing it's just like this is still
1: they know it's still happening you know what they have do you know that they have retirement homes for musicians
0: do they yeah We need one for wrestlers
1: right that and they have like they have retirement homes for like Actors and retirement homes for musicians, they absolutely need a retirement home for wrestling. They definitely need one with for like wrestlers. a trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> Just picturing fun with the trampoline.
0: Um, and it's funny, you know, you mentioned that the part you like best was like the, you know, the, the fraternity, the community yeah. of these dudes. The probably one of the, it's the best and worst night because it should not be open to the public, I don't think. But um, they have their Hall of Fame right. WrestleMania weekend where they induct people in the Hall of Fame every year. And like mm-hmm. basically if you've ever worked for the company you like have an invite and you can go. Oh. So you see all these dudes who like, even if you didn't work for the WWE in and of itself, even if you were like a icon of mid South independent wrestling, like type of thing, you still get to go. And oh, It's like, okay. it's like a, just real celebration of the business and all the people who have like put work into it. That's cool. Which is pretty dope. But yeah, we've talked about before we talked about a way back when with that, you know, home, home, Moro Ronaldo JBL story. Yep. It's a weird business which has its roots in, like, carny traditions and and trying to, like, get the most out of people for the least amount of effort. And that's kind of what you see play out in this movie.
1: I love also the, like... Buying things to like hit each other with, but like not do any damage.
0: Oh, do you see that scene? Are they like at the, the yeah. Home Depot or something? Yeah, and
1: they just like, or it's like a it's like a corner store, and they're like buying like pans that they just like <laughs> it. It makes a big sound, it makes a big sound, yep. But it doesn't actually do. It's like tin foil. like it doesn't actually do anything. Listen,
0: and we used to like. I do not encourage backyard wrestling in any <laughs> in any form. Um, I used to work at this youth center, yeah, and they had the cushion room basically just filled with a bunch of couch cushions for like sitting on the floor and stuff. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. We set up a bunch of couch cushions (laughs) and just do moves on each other. It's a miracle. Sean Tom, who was like four feet tall, he was was like five feet and like really tiny. So he was the one we always did moves on. Right. We would also take like, you know, high flying lucha. I took like a tornado DDT from, (laughs) from Sean Tom because it involved me holding him up more. Um, But that was another thing we used to love to do is you find that thing that could like, like a plastic end table or something like super light, but it made a good pop. And you just, you walk by somebody, you'd go sell it. You hit it with, you hit (laughs) him on the back with it, hit him on the back with it. And then they'd be like, Oh God, Uh, just giving each other stone cold stunners in the hallway type of thing. So good. Um, well, what what are we giving this for a rating? When, uh, when it were better than I thought. I thought this movie was going to make you miserable. Well, it Somebody was, suggested it to me. They were like, it, I don't know how it came up. It's like, you should give that to Kate. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if she's seen it. It, but it I, was
1: really sad, but it was really good, mm. right? Like like I said, it's horrible to see someone's life fall apart yeah. in front of you. Mm-hmm. Always. Um and I cried at the end. Aww. Like I was like, eh. <laughs> like, don't do this. She's here for you. But then when he like looks at the curtain, she's not there. And like right. you're just and he just has this look and you're just like, Oh, he's gonna do it. Oh, he's gonna die. Um, that was really difficult. I think I did a Caitlin Gasp. I was like, <laughs> don't do it. Um, uh, seven. Fair. Yeah. Uh, just because of, you know partially well 7.5 it's partially <laughs> miserable but it was really good and um i really like the music but i always find those stories really i don't hard. know if
0: springsteen did the whole score but he definitely did the like song at the end which is just like the saddest oh, like
1: yeah like and oh I really my like... life
0: doesn't amount to much but it's all i've got and i've just got to like <laughs> do what's right for me type of song um,
1: i really liked the intro also i thought it was a good way to like set up that he had been famous without having to like talk about it was it a montage it was just <laughs> no it was just um all these like newspaper clippings mm. and like um you see his sort of career come up and then you see like the match in the madison square gardens with the ayatollah and you know that sort of like where his from his there you can realize his career and just he's gone.
0: such a hulking type guy right and he's like wearing this hairnet over his like stringy thinning long hair that yeah. he still oh, has. Oh, and
1: that. Sorry, again. Okay, eight. Because there's like <laughs> this whole scene where he like goes to get his hair bleached, and then he goes to the tanning bed, and then he like he has this whole image to mm. maintain. But he also wears a hearing aid. Like it's just so weird. Fuck, I
0: forgot about the hearing aid. That's right. It's just a
1: weird. That imbalance. was such a nice
0: touch. I don't. Remember, I don't know whose idea that was, but yeah. Um, that's another thing with the old dudes, right? They all have uh, what they call. Cauliflower ears. Yeah,
1: it's real nasty. Because
0: the cartilage in your ear breaks.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It fills with blood and it never really heals right. And
1: woo, it's really gross. Don't look it up.
0: Speaking of which, I have a cauliflower. I need to figure out what to do.
1: With. <laughs> on that note,
0: <laughs> I, wasn't gonna, I was going to leave that in. Oh. Maybe I will. Not.
1: Um. So next, moving on, moving on, we have what I brought, Jordan, mm-hmm. which. I don't know how you haven't drawn the parallels. This was by accident, by the way. But <laughs> Galaxy Quest. These I mean,
0: people passed their prime, I guess. But
1: Yeah, exactly. Galaxy Quest is a 1999 American comic science fiction film directed by Dean Parasot or Parasot. I don't know. And written by David Howard and Robert Gordon. A parody of science fiction films and series, particularly Star Trek and its fandom. The film stars Tim Allen, Sigourney Weaver, Alan Rickman, Tony Shalhoub. Sam Rockwell, Shaloub, Shaloub, and Daryl Mitchell as the cast of a defunct cult television series called Galaxy Quest in which the crew of a spaceship embarked on intergalactic adventures who are suddenly visited by actual aliens who believe the series to be an accurate documentary and become involved in a very real intergalactic conflict.
0: Historical documents.
1: Historical documents. Um, So it's a story about these people who are past their prime who are living off of their glory days and i think that's a really interesting it's two movies essentially about the same thing hey i'll take it that take a totally different (laughs) (laughs) way of dealing with that
0: totally different tech
1: um and whereas yours was very sad mine is very uplifting i guess what it's totally uplifting
0: um yeah, so like Caitlin said, it's just
1: Netflix brings them back. Okay,
0: we'll get to that. You need to clarify. You need to clarify that for me. What's going on there? Okay. Um, so yeah, like you said, uh, yeah, you ran through the cast. Um,
1: it's a like an all star cast. It's pretty for exciting. the time. When yeah. did this come out? Nineteen
0: ninety nine. Nineteen ninety nine. As we often say on this show, yeah, I'm fascinated by movies from this era now
1: because <laughs> they could never be they could, made. They today. could never
0: exist. And specifically, what I find interesting about this one. It has specifically to do with comedy.
1: Yeah.
0: It's funny. I was listening to a podcast um, about 48 Hours. Okay. movie from the 80s. Yep. Eddie Murphy's first, like, coming out mm-hmm. as a comedic actor. It was him and Nick Nolte. Like a, kind of the first, like, buddy, one of the first buddy cop stories. Yeah. Um, you know, gruff old cop, younger loose cannon type of thing. One of yeah. the first stories um, like that that ever came out. Directed by Walter Hill, director of The Warriors. Uh <laughs> Come out to play. I need need that drop. Holy shit. Um, And what they were saying was like, and I think it's true of Galaxy Quest as well is like, now comedies are always filled with like professional, funny people. Right. People who came up through Second City, Upright Citizens Brigade, all that type of stuff. It's the Apatow model. It's like, that's just, you know, 75 takes improv every take, take the funniest one type of thing. Yeah. Aside from a written movie being acted by talented actors who can be funny. Yes. Where being funny is not their primary thing. Right. Acting is the primary thing. I think Galaxy Quest is a nice example of that as well cuz Tim Allen was a comedian. Mm-hmm. Nobody else in this movie was a was a professional comedian. No. Um and like, come on, let's give Alan Rickman a chance to just stunt and be funny. Like, <laughs> hey, come I'm, on!
1: I am positive that because of this movie, he uh, he got into uh, doing um, Hitchhiker's Guide because he's just was he in Hitchhiker's Guide? He played Marvin the Robot. Oh, did
0: he? Yeah, amazing.
1: Yeah, um, and then of course Sam Rockwell's in it as well, and w- just... which
0: I totally like <laughs> did not expect to see in in here. <laughs> like, I was just, I was like, holy fuck, Sam Rockwell's in here, and in such a bit part, like yeah. he's like. Because the dude just won an Oscar this year, like yeah, I consider him such a bigger actor than he was at this time. Um,
1: Who, who? Sam Rockwell was also in Hitchhiker's Guide.
0: Oh my god, he was! Yeah, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Really, look forward to the deep dive Hitchhiker's Guide (laughs) pod coming soon. Um, or like you know Sigourney Weaver, who has you know for a long time been able to be funny in things throughout her career, but it's just it's a different vibe you get when it's like the funny comes from the script and not just like you know, the actor is just riffing right. type of thing. Um, things aren't really done like that anymore. And it's nice to, it's nice to revisit. This is like the pinnacle of your Saturday afternoon. Oh yeah. Peachtree TV. Like Absolutely. This, is, this, is a, this is like a Peachtree movie personified. Yeah. It's like 140 minutes. It's like it's designed in a lab to be that. <laughs> it's like 140 minutes. when you add commercials, it comes to two hours, you know, TV can put it. I think I may have been either. They decided to take it out. Does Sabrina Weaver say the F word in this movie?
1: I think she does.
0: Then I was watching a like <laughs> TV edited stream. Cause she clearly made an F is, Oh God, we'll, we'll get to it. But it like, it clearly looked, she said, like she said, well, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> but, like It's like, well, that's uh, friggin' or damn stupid. <laughs> I was like, that's what
1: What Do I
0: actually have a stream of a Peachtree <laughs> TV edit here. Um, you know, just inoffensive, not, it <laughs> doesn't have anything huge to say really. No. Um, and if it had one, if one of the actors in this movie had been different, yeah, I might not be as generous with it right now right. as I'm being, but like Weaver, Rickman and Shalhoub, I'm like, yes, <laughs> but if like any of those three had been missing, if you just give me like Tim Allen, oh, Sam Rockwell was good too.
1: Yeah, he was. Um And what's her name? I can't remember. She's now she's like super famous. She was one of the aliens, black hair.
0: I looked her up, the one that Shalub gets with? Yeah. Yeah, I looked her up. I can't remember what she was in.
1: Uh, she she did, She produces like Pitch Perfect. Because and... she was kind of
0: fine, so I looked her up.
1: <laughs> she was in, um, she played the What's Her Face from um, um, Hunger Games.
0: You're thinking Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. It's not Elizabeth Banks. Are you sure? Yeah, I looked it up.
1: Oh. Oh, Missy Pyle.
0: Missy Pyle, that was her name, yes. Um...
1: Oh, Rain Wilson's in here. In yeah, too. that's what it was.
0: Young Young Rain Wilson. He has like one line.
1: And, oh yeah, and and Patrick Breen and, and Rico Colantoni. Sure. They just like filled it with people.
0: Random aliens. Um, the the diction of the aliens started to stick in my <laughs> cry after a while. I
1: think that was the point.
0: <laughs> I was like, oh man, I'm not really gunning for, if I was them, I wouldn't be gunning for your survival. <laughs> I'd be like, this is definitely some like Darwinism at work here. Like... <laughs> You have no comment. Hey, Well,
1: they're blob monsters, okay? They are, so, people.
0: Uh, they're um, just trying
1: their best, Jordan. Yeah,
0: so basically, I mean, the opening scenes play out as you would expect it to play out. Tim Allen plays the kid, the, the Shatner type. Yes.
1: Yeah. He's, uh, he, he's really into being at the conventions. He,
0: he's very into being the commander. He's very narcissistic. Mm-hmm. He has no respect for his castmates. He thinks they need him more than he needs them. Yep. So, like, when you first see them at a convention, he, like, you know, rolls in an hour late type of thing the nice touch of the sam rockwell character is when these aliens show up and <laughs> zap them all up mm-hmm. um it's all centers around like three days at like the, um, the the largest galaxy quest convention in america yep uh sam rockwell is basically the host of the panel <laughs> yeah uh, he he had like one bit acting role he was like a he, red sh- he, he was a red, red shirt. shirt
1: yeah
0: for the lay people the red shirts are always the anonymous people who go on away missions and get killed to try and add drama to the story yes Um, Anyone could die. They're not going to die. They're
1: not going to
0: die. It's McCoy, Spock, Shatner, and...
1: (laughs) And Ralph. And And Ralph is going to die. Ralph,
0: and he's got his red shirt on, guess who's going down before they get back for the away away team returns. Um, So playing with his dynamic especially. Yeah. It's (laughs) like... It's like maybe you maybe you survive this time. Maybe you're the plucky comic relief. It's like I th- what is it? It's Tim Allen gets zapped up first and realizes what's happening. Yeah. L- the whole story with the aliens and like the what was happening with their whole thing. Yeah. I like it either like whoop, either like went over my head or I wasn't paying <laughs> that close enough attention or it wasn't uh, explained clearly enough. But
1: so they so, some
0: big green dudes want something from them and are like exterminating them.
1: So um, they find the TV show which they think. These aliens find the TV show. It's like been beamed out to space and they find the TV show. And All they- TV has though. Yes. But they find this show in particular and think it's historical documents. Yes. So they think that the Galaxy uh, Quest crew has actually done the amazing things that the television show has said they've done. The- it- sorry. So the aliens think that the Galaxy Quest crew has done the things that the show says they've done. Yes. There's this, the evil aliens who are just destroying everyone. And they want help to try and defeat them. So they beam up all the Galaxy Quest crew, thinking that they could, of course, stop them.
0: Well, they have built the ship from the show, right? Yes. They to, don't to know. The, to the specifications.
1: And nobody knows exactly what certain parts of the ship do. Yes. <laughs> they just, it was always, it was there.
0: Like the moment where Sigourney Weaver. Uh, possibly swears is they're trying to make it to they're trying to like override a core breach or something. Yeah. Typical typical, you know, space drama mm-hmm. type stuff. And they are asking for help from a very baby faced Justin Long, I believe that was. <laughs> yes. I uh, yeah, I think he was like eight years old when he played this <laughs> part. No, he wasn't, but he looks eight years old. Um, who plays a super fan who early in the movie gets dissed by Tim Allen. Yeah. And his heartbroken. And
1: then, heart broken. And
0: then they, they need his help. Yep so they get in contact with him to try and find the quickest way to the core cuz obviously him and his nerd team know every detail and every schematic about the ship. Yep. And they get to this thing that's basically like it's just like it looks like a platform video game level like it's just like there's a... things mashing together and like fire shooting out of it. <laughs> She's just like scoring weavers like what the f- why <laughs> why is this here? Um yeah. Like it, it was there obviously to add drama to the show, but it serves no functional purpose. It's just there for some reason. Yeah. Also like the detail on that where they finally do thwart it
1: mm-hmm. and
0: it doesn't look like it's, they hit the thing and it's counting down. They hit it at like 13 seconds and it's counting down.
1: Yeah.
0: And It's not stopping. And they're like, Oh my God, we're going to die. Kiss me, you fool. And they kiss and it stops and they look down. It's at one second. And they're like, "Does it always stopped at one second on the show?
1: Yeah. 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 So they nice do. touch.
0: That made me laugh.
1: Yeah. Um, so, what would you think about it, Kick Punch Wise? It doesn't sound like you hated it.
0: Oh, it's a real like. You remember that episode of Community where Troy goes into the room temperature room and he's like, "I don't know where the air stops and the <laughs> my skin begins." Yeah, that's his movie. It's just yeah. it's, it's room it's really temperature. Easy. It's, it's like room temperature. Yeah. Um, in that sweet spot of a hour forty minutes. Yeah. Um, I'm it's like a it's like a six and a half.
1: Okay, I thought it might be a little bit higher. It's a pretty good movie.
0: It wasn't that great, though. Like, I want to give it a seven, but I don't feel good about giving it a seven.
1: Well, sometimes we can't feel good all the time, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I really feel like this movie, at least, deserves a seven. Fine,
0: Caitlin. You can have a seven. Yes! <laughs> scores are arbitrary anyway. Like.
1: <laughs> this is the show where stuff's made out, there. the points don't matter. It's really
0: like an over five or an under five. That's really what we're talking about here. Yeah. Um, so yes, you can you can have a seven.
1: I, I don't know where it is. Is it on Netflix? No. Oh, it is out there we somewhere. We had to
0: we had to sail for that. Shh, that didn't happen. Didn't happen. I don't know where I watched it. I don't know where Caitlin watched the wrestler either. Nope, but- no idea. <laughs> no. Uh. Open low. Uh, <laughs> support these things if you have more money than we do. Um But yeah, and I also like God damn, rest in peace, Alan Ruckman.
1: Oh, that just hurt.
0: You were an utter treasure to everything treasure. to everything you were in.
1: Yeah.
0: Um Yeah. And <laughs> there was a moment where like Loki the theme of this movie is like, man, remember when Tim Allen was a thing? <laughs> like
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Then he went all Republican and weird. Coked out. Yeah. Uh allegedly. Um yeah, because there was the moment where like his shirt inexplicably came off and I was <laughs> like man, I'm pretty sure Tim Allen put that in there himself. <laughs> Then Alan Rickman commented, his character commented on it, and I was like, well, maybe they wrote it in, but Tim Allen definitely had no problem with it. No. Tim Allen was feeling himself in
1: 1999.
0: <sighs> so, I mean, it, they'll sound interesting. You can go out and see them somehow. Yep. Don't know how you're going to, but nope. enjoy. And I think... I think. That is just about going to do it for us. Yeah. Today on the program, Caitlin.
1: Jordan. And <laughs> we start using full names, getting all formal. Wow. What's this one? The worst episode ever. <laughs> 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 that was accidental, I swear. <laughs> Something
0: like Caitlin Mash drops. <laughs> She's literally just palming the thing. Like, damn
1: son, uh, you just hit with the wow effect. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, you've all been hit with the wow effect today. I promise you, all get some new ones next week.
1: Geek Damn Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely.
0: I definitely, yeah, we definitely need the Pop Team Epic drop, but geek <laughs> down, Potty Peak.
1: <laughs> all right. I think that's good. I think that's good. Yeah. Walk us out. Oh. Do you like all doing right. the outro? Awesome. My name is Caitlin McKinnon.
0: You did. There's, oh, some, there's so much more. Oh, my God. She's like off. Oh, she's just See, off today. I, tol-
1: I told you. It's she
0: had one day. one I one, one week. week.
1: And then one week on, one week off. Okay? <laughs> That's how we do it. Do,
0: do you feel up to it? Or should I should I, no, do, I, I can can do okay, do okay, okay, okay. Just, okay. Just
1: stop mocking me. <laughs> um, if you would like to talk about Caitlin's one week on, one week offness, you can do so at any of our socials. Twitter, at GeekdownPod. The other one. Hold on. (laughs) I've got it. (laughs) It's Twitter and Instagram. (laughs) Instagram at GeekDownPod. Wow. There is our Gmail, which is geekdownpod at gmail.com. Yeah. And then there is our Facebook group, which is at www.facebook.com
0: forward slash.
1: GeekDownPod. Travis, I did that just for you.
0: (laughs) Just for you, Travis
1: finally we did not talk about it at the the top oh god but our patreon
0: if you would like to support this endeavor monetarily can't no you know what i do i do know why you would i was about to say i can't think of why you would but i do know why you would why this is a fantastic fucking podcast
1: we have a great time
0: we have a great time we bring you so much joy every week you might be like what you really talk for about records for 25 minutes
1: and you probably really enjoyed it
0: probably even noticed the time was going by you're like nope. oh my god i'm at work i didn't even notice amazing i'm hacked onto the streetcar like the opening scene of gandhi but i didn't didn't even care caitlin
1: so if you would like to support us please come on down to our patreon page www.patreon.com forward slash geekdownpod yes and there there's lots of different levels there's show notes there's bonus episodes we're gonna have to do one in a couple of weeks and all kinds of stuff there for you
0: yes and every pledge donation is appreciated unbelievably so you might look at it and be like i don't have i can't spend five dollars a month i've got to spend pay for my spotify and my netflix and my apple music and my funimation and my crunchyroll like listen don't undersell a dollar yeah a dollar a month
1: it's so important
0: you lose that in your washing machine every month
1: so instead of your washing machine we'll eat it
0: we (laughs) we will eat it we'll just eat the coins (laughs) <laughs> gladly happily just breaking our teeth like this is a thank you thank you so much thank you listen if you know 20 of y'all gave a dollar every month it was another 20 bucks it's amazing another 20 bucks It'd be amazing I'm trying to get another microphone so we can start getting more people in this room maybe Expe- not
1: this room how dare you it get really hot in here it <laughs> would we'll get
0: really hot in here guests in general we're trying to branch out into that and we'll need a third microphone for that and a third microphone is paid for with your generous donations.
1: And I think that's it. And that's all the business.
0: That's all the business.
1: My name is Kate Lincoln. My name
0: is Jordan Ferguson.
1: The theme song is by Rob Gasser. And we will see you next week. Bye. Just one last one. Just had to get it Okay, you got it. Just going to fit that right in, huh? <laughs> And And then sometimes people do fall up. Sorry.
0: (laughs) Try that one again.
1: (laughs) Talk about comfy things and (laughs) get real tired. Um.